Wrestling Matt Podcast, Maddie Daddy, in the blueprint, Matt Kelly. What's up, Matt? Oh, man, hanging in there. It is a uh, another lovely, what the hell is today, Wednesday? <laughs> it's another lovely night here in Denver, Colorado, man. Just having a, a nice cold corona. Just jumped off uh, w- with Burner and Julie Wright, actually. They're going to be on, uh, on my podcast. The pick is in, Fantasy Football Podcast, this coming Monday, and Dude, just having a good night with friends right now and uh, ready to talk some wrestling with you, Maddie. So what's good, man? Hell yeah, man. Uh, we do our normal podcast. We just had our stable mock draft. We try to put out one of these a week. I figured we'd up the tempo a little bit. Let's try for two a week. So besides doing our mock drafts, our raw rewinds, things like that, why not do a superstar kind of deep dive? So I went with you, Matt Kelly. You're the blueprint. You are on today's product you you've pinpointed it and i asked you the other day i was like who are we talking our inaugural episode and you said charlotte flair Woo! so tell me why charlotte flair was your pick to start this out yeah man i i, I mean when i asked you i was like is there you know is anybody essentially off the board and you're like no this is fresh this is brand new you got you know you got your choice of whatever and whoever you want for this so a lot of directions, obviously, that I could have went with that said, um, but I'm a huge advocate uh, for things that are going correctly and going well in today's product. And uh, and to me, nobody is, you know, to quote the show, man, nobody's doing it better right now than Charlotte Absolutely. Flair, in my opinion. And I think that a lot of people have gotten the... Um, uh, I don't know what the syndrome is, man, but where they where they just come to expect a certain thing from a certain superstar or a certain person, or we kind of see this in fantasy football too, right? Where like, you know, a certain player, player X is good. Robert Woods, right? He's good year over year over year, but he just doesn't get that same appreciation. And it's kind of like Patrick Mahomes, honestly. Now people are like, yeah, he's just Patrick Mahomes. And it's like, no, yeah. you're watching greatness right exactly. now. And that's exactly, that's exactly what I honestly think Charlotte Flair is right now i think we're witnessing greatness out of her and i think it's going underappreciated and so that's really why i wanted to dive into charlotte tonight absolutely well let's take a trip down memory lane we'll get from the past to the present let's start off with charlotte flair is sperm of the nature boy could you pick a person to have better genes from than old nature i mean how does uh, this happen 
Man, I, you know, as far as somebody to learn the business from, I mean, no, I, you, you just really can't. And if you've seen the uh, the 30 for 30 on Rick, which is, in my opinion, probably the best 30 for uh, 30 that's been done, you get a lot of insight into his early days. And when being on the road meant something completely different than it does now. And so from like a, from like a, just a pure fatherhood perspective, you know, there, there seem to be some tough and tumble times uh, there with Rick and his kids and not just Charlotte. And I don't think Charlotte necessarily initially had intentions, if I'm not mistaken, to really go into the business, but with the passing of her brother and, you know, other things just falling into the place the way that they did. Um, you know, she finds herself as, in my opinion, one of the greatest superstars in the business right now. So, uh, but yeah, certainly Rick, I mean, there, there's no one else that you would really want to model a ton of things after in the wrestling business. So yeah, she definitely had a leg up from that perspective. When you go, you know, her brothers are Reed and David flair, both mm -hmm. tried their hand in the wrestling business. So she was, she had picked up on this and been around this, you know, family lineage. Then she goes to college, graduates, gets her degree, personal trainer, high school athlete, volleyball. Like she has, she had this, you know, moxie, this build for a pro. So it goes from there to she gets what leg up right into NXT. So fill us in on from being just a college athlete to joining NXT. Yeah, I mean, the athletics are clear, right? Uh, with Charlotte Flair, I mean, she's just a different, uh, <laughs> just a different breed of athlete, man. She's on another level uh, from a lot of a lot of other people not even just women, uh, but just people across the business. She's a, she's just at a different tier. Um, I know she did gymnastics for a minute. I, I don't know what, el uh, what else other she got into other than that, but a lot of that shows. And I mean, that was a part of like her very first entrance. If you'll remember, she used to do like the flip, uh, outside of the ring before getting into the ring and that sort of thing. And you'll see, uh, you know, she's not afraid to go to the top rope, um, which is, not something that always comes off well uh, for a lot of people in WWE women or otherwise. So um, she's a tremendous athlete. She's not, she's probably not the strongest at this particular point. I'd have to argue Bianca Belair and um, uh, Bianca Belair and uh, Rhea Ripley are probably the two strongest women at this point. Right. But Charlotte does some pretty incredible things with her frame, man. And um you know, it, it, it's it's pretty distant from uh, from where the athletes used to be uh, back in the day in the women's division. It's just crazy, and to see who she grew up with in the NXT. You're talking right. about the women's revolution as we know now. We we're witnessing Bianca Belair, you know, Oscar, all these different superstars. But mm -hmm. you take this back, what ten years ago, and we had the Bella twins. We had, yeah. Who else did we have? We didn't have a stacked women's division. Yeah. It was almost, you know, second fiddle. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you hear, uh, you hear a lot of the women from that era, uh, the Kelly Kelly's, the Stacy Keeblers, um, you know, women like that. Um, I, I, I'm blanking on a bunch of names right now, certainly, but, uh, just women in general from that era, you had a couple of standouts. You had the Mickey James, you had the Jacqueline, um, Lita, Trish, obviously. Right. Um, but even they were kind of Lita and Trish were kind of even out before that era began. So, you know, yeah. When you think about how far it's come in such a short amount of time from a lot of women will point blank, tell you we, they, they were considered the piss break, the bathroom break in the middle of, <laughs> in the, middle of the card. And now their main eventing WrestleMania 
that is a wildly short time uh, for an entire division to go from nobody cares. We maybe get two or three minutes. Our, our, our matches get scrapped off the cards to being the legit freaking main event. So it, it's wild. And I think a lot of, a lot of credit is due to Charlotte Flair. Well, I think a lot of credits due to NXT as well. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Without NXT, like these girls, I don't know if they would have had time to build this chemistry. And I think we can say a lot about Triple H as far as developmental. Yeah. Um, end of the day, as many championships as he's won, look what he's done just for NXT. It's crazy. Yeah, NXT may be uh, genuinely Triple H's biggest and greatest legacy. I'm not here to, you know, uh, to the horn for triple h necessarily but what he's done in nxt and what he continues to do uh with nxt is highly impressive and he certainly deserves a ton of credit uh for where for where this has gotten pushed and for where today's product is and for where this women's division is right now well i think it's important to talk about when she first came made made the main roster Mm -hmm. she's paired with dana brooke and her father so what an interesting, you know, tag team, or I wouldn't even say tag team. It was almost like Dana Brooke was her manager, which I thought she shined in as well. But you have, you're still playing off that lineage of Ric Flair, you know, kind of following his shadow. Yeah, you know, and, and I wanted to bring this up and you're kind of leading right into it. But I, I was thinking about this earlier today, just as we were, you know, getting ready for this. And can you name... Leaving Charlotte Flair out of the conversation, can you name another WWE superstar that is active, like very active in today's product, whose entrance music hasn't changed in the last three years? Mm, yeah, other than maybe Randy Orton, but that doesn't count. Right, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. There's not a lot. It's like Randy Orton, the New Day to an extent, but now Big E's out of the New Day. He's got his own theme. Seth Rollins has changed. Um, Crazy. You know, Cesaro has his own music. I guess Sheamus is technically sort of still the same since he split on from the bar. But point being is you can go look at that list, man, and so many of today's superstars has had uh, have had a change in their entrance music. Charlotte Flair has had the same entrance music with maybe a little tweak in there somewhere, but I, I really don't think so. I think it's the exact same from the time she was in NXT until now. And... I, I think there is a big push specifically from her. I mean, I, I'm, I'm putting words in her mouth, obviously, right now. But I think there is a push from her, from storylines that we've seen, that she wants to break away uh, and just be Charlotte. You know what I wow. mean? She doesn't necessarily want to be just attached and and just be known for being a flair. So it, it, it's surprising to me that her music is the same because, you know, it's got those tones of, obviously, the uh, right. theme from, from way back when. So... I'm just shocked of anyone's that, you know, of anybody's theme that could use a freshening up and kind of separate her and put a new spin on Charlotte. I'm just surprised it hasn't happened yet. Oh, they had two other themes in NXT right before. So, I mean, yeah, but it's been that long, you know, since the theme has changed. So it's, it's longer than most everyone else that I can think of in current product right now. I just think it's crazy. I think she was in NXT for maybe a year. Maybe, if not, probably less than that. And she was mm-hmm. pushed to the moon right off the bat. Women, Women's champ, all these different accolades we're going to go off of. Um, but from the beginning, she has been Raw champ, SmackDown champ. She even had a tag title, won a Rumble. There's so much. Shoot, let's just get to it. Look at these accolades, man, these accomplishments. Kind of read down this list, Matt. Fill us in. 
Yeah, man. I mean, there's uh, that. That's another good point that I was going to bring up. There is not a lot that Charlotte Flair has not accomplished, and yet, at the, in the same breath, there is a ton that she has not accomplished. So she's been NXT champ twice now, which you know she just won at a couple of WrestleManias ago, away from Rhea Ripley. Uh, she's been the Divas champ, the Raw Women's champ four times, SmackDown champ five times, a tag team champ uh, with Asuka. That's of relatively recent as well. Five time Triple Crown winner. Grand Slam multiple times, NXT tourney. She won the Royal Rumble. I was there for that. That was awesome to see. And then a match of the year award with Becky Lynch. So, I mean, really, for the most part, you name it, she's done it. There's not a lot off the bucket or uh, left on the bucket list there for Charlotte Flair. So, it's going to be interesting, man, uh, to see what they do with her because, you know, there was a stint where she was going back and forth with Sasha Banks. And it felt like every two or three weeks they were basically trading. I believe it was the Raw Women's Championship, if I'm not mistaken, at that particular time. And it was just like Charlotte went from being a five-time champion to like a nine-time champion in like a span of three months or something wild like that. So I'm not taking anything away from Charlotte. And she's, in my opinion, she has earned everything that she has gotten. Uh, certainly it doesn't help. Uh, it doesn't hurt, you know, to have her starting point. But look at look at what she does in the ring man look at what she does on the mic what look at what she does consistently to be in the spotlight i, I man again we're witnessing greatness if you're just sitting there whining on the couch that charlotte flair is doing this or that or constantly in the main event she's told you she's the opportunity get on her level then go do something about it when she's such a good heel man oh she's like great. you could cheer for her but it's right. so fun to boo her it's yeah. she plays to the crowd other than maybe the miz i don't know anybody that's obnoxious and just you know feeds off of the crowd the way she does well and much like rick you know both both in the ring and out of the ring she'll go she looks like a million bucks wherever she goes and there's not a lot of that happening either and i look you, you don't necessarily have to dress to the nines all the time to be a successful person not indicating that i'm just telling you that's the way that she carries herself all the time and so obviously she probably takes that from rick as well um and then you look at her facial expressions inside the ring where you think you know who who else are you learning that from? <laughs> who else is on par? Who else is on par in ring with Charlotte Flair right now with facial expressions other than other than the Miz? I will give you the Miz, and yeah. that's probably about it. The way to work a crowd. Well, dude, let's talk. We've talked Ric Flair. We've talked about all her accomplishments. Everybody knows she could easily be the one hundred and one of women's wrestling current yeah. product. Yeah. Let's talk this relationship she's had for the last year or two. Andrade, man, just kind of the Gaga that everybody wants to hear. This guy just showed face on AEW, and the way this all went down with him getting released before all everybody else. The whole drama with Charlotte Flair and WrestleMania and COVID right, and just right. such a story. Do you think she had an influence of getting Andrade out of his deal when he did? Oh, man. Uh, I know that's playing, you know, Miss Cleo there, but it yeah, just seems man. like she does have that stroke. I will say this. the The days of superstars just sitting by the wayside and being patient and thinking they're going to get their turn at some point, or maybe it just never comes. I think that is gone. I think that is of a different era at this point, guys and gals, if they feel like they are being wasted in a locker room, they're going to push to go somewhere else. Um, and I think that 
you know, WWE is still loaded with talent, even with Andrade gone. Yeah. And, you know, given the ties, maybe they were trying to save face. And I, I don't necessarily know that it was all business as much as she just wants, look, it's, it's her life partner, dude. She wants him to be happy. So Absolutely. outside of just business, just wants the guy to be happy as well. So, you know, how much she was able to play into that, I don't know. Obviously, the timing was weird with everything that went down with WrestleMania. You don't want to see her off the WrestleMania card. Uh, we just, you know, literally just said she could be the 101 in the women's division. There's no reason to leave off your biggest name off of the biggest show on the year. And obviously, something happened there. I don't want to speculate yeah. too hard on what happened, but... Uh, you know, I, which is something you got to bring great. up with right. so many yeah, people's oh, minds with Andrade. Yeah, um, it's crazy we could see him as the AEW champ, yeah, and her absolutely. as the women's champ at the same time. Just what a power couple! I uh, wish nothing but the best for Andrade. Just him coming out with Vicky, you can't beat oh, that. <laughs> so good, and, and we're seeing it. You know, if you follow them uh, through the uh, through the social media channels as well. Uh, you know, she they 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 took a picture together with uh, Andrade in a AEW hat and Charlotte in a WWE hat. I thought that was interesting. That's something you probably don't even see so much as you know two or three years ago. Um, so it's it's look, man, times are changing. Times exactly. are changing. All right, dude. Well, we were talking one hundred and one of the current product. We know how good Charlotte is. I want to take it back. I want to talk other female wrestlers. I could have put Mae Young or, you know, <laughs> on this list. I just didn't want to, you know, see your picture. I'm sorry. Um, China, Lita, yeah. Trish, women's pioneers of the past, Divas Champ, you know, wrestling guys, all these different awards. Mm -hmm. How does Charlotte match up? Let's start off with Lita. How does she match up with Lita? Man, um, I, I guess of the trio there with 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 China and Trish, Lita is probably as close to mirroring today's women's division uh, from an athletic standpoint. So, I would say that she could stack up pretty well. Um, you know, if they were, you know, if Lita was in her prime and we're getting the Charlotte that we're getting now, I think we would have a pretty solid match. To be honest with you, um, we, we obviously got the match with Trish when uh, SummerSlam went back to Toronto, but I felt like Charlotte carried the bulk of that match and probably right. made, you know, made up for a little bit of lost time there with Trish. So, uh, but yeah, if they're both in their prime, I think that could have been a hell of a match. And, you know, th there's something to be said for iron sharpening iron, um, you know, especially in today's division, there's a lot more credible competition uh, for Charlotte than there was with Lita back at that time. So I think if you have the surrounding women as well, um, uh, in addition to Charlotte, you know, it could have probably bought, uh, brought out the best in Lita as well, because talking about them two in the same sentence, uh, Trish and Lita, you know, the highlight of their career was uh, main eventing Raw one night. Exactly. And yeah, now man. we're talking about the women main eventing WrestleMania and pay-per-views pretty consistently. So, yeah, Little man, it's it's wild. Little fact, Charlotte Flair was at that Raw that Lita oh, really? made have in it. So you never know, know how that played a part in the future. Just kind of yeah. crazy how it works. Yeah, well, let's, talk, let's talk Trish, man, because this is, this is the yin to the yang of Charlotte. She is a face through and through. Mm. And when she was in ring on the consistent level, she was a pretty good wrestler, but she played that face part perfectly so how would lita or not lita excuse me trish and charlotte match up 
I mean, even for SummerSlam, with Trish being removed for so long, they matched up pretty pretty well. Um, again, I, I I do believe Charlotte made up for a little bit of uh, of shortcomings at that particular time, but I mean, they played off of each other very very well. But if you think about the face that you're you know that you're saying that Trish was and you know still still is really, um, and then add that to Charlotte's Hill. I mean, yeah. it, 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 dude, it could it could have been dream type stuff, absolute dream type material, especially with them both in their prime. Um, you know, I, I've heard Randy Orton say several times, you don't have to be like this amazing athlete to be a great wrestler. Um, so for as superior of an athlete as Charlotte is, I think her and Trish could have had some bomb matches. All right. The most, the ninth wonder of the world, the most polarizing women's wrestler probably of all time, just for the, the way she was used, her look, just her her appeal, right into the WWF at the time. China, China versus Charlotte. What the heck would we have on our hands with this one? Man, that's such a good <laughs> question. Um, such an interesting dynamic because. China I mean, this is, is the definition of power, right? Like, Right, and that's where I was going to go. China probably rivals a lot of the power that we see out of some of the biggest powerhouses in today's women's division. But from a well-rounded standpoint, Rhea Ripley can do way more um, and is probably equally as strong, if not stronger, than what China was at that particular point. Same thing with Bianca Belair. Um, there's probably another multitude of women that are equally as strong and are probably a bit more well-rounded. It goes back to the conversation, though, where, you know, I mean, what was the longest match that China ever had? I I'm guessing it's under 10 minutes. I don't right. know that for a but... fact, but I'm guessing it's under 10 minutes. And when you look at Charlotte has had Iron Woman matches, Hell in right. Cell matches, main event at WrestleMania, all of those, you know, 30 minutes and beyond, it it it's just a different type of superstar, man. Well, and that's that's one of the things you got to take an advantage. You know, if China was wrestling nowadays, right, it might not have been what Correct. it was. Agreed. But this was new. This was cutting edge, and women weren't looked at for being you know wrestlers. They were just right. a, a body. Yeah. So just kind of cool to see. You know, I'm glad you brought up Rhea Ripley and Bianca because that is 100 percent true. And nowadays, she probably wouldn't cross over to the point that she did. Yeah, I mean, probably not, but it, it is wild to think about what could have been um, had the division stacked up the same way then as it does now. So it, it's it's fun to speculate, right? But it's just, it's so hard to say. Absolutely. Well, dude, I got a couple more questions for you. Dream match. Match you want to see Charlotte Flair in. This is your 101 of Charlotte Flair. If you're going to pick a match, this is it. Yeah, um, we, we, we did a draft a number of weeks ago of, uh, of like fantasy book, uh, fantasy booking our dream matches. And I believe this was my second pick, if I'm not mistaken, overall. I think I took Undertaker and Sting with my first pick. And then my second pick was Charlotte Flair versus Bailey uh, versus Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. So, in other words, a fatal four-way uh, with the four horsewomen Ooh. at WrestleMania, obviously for some sort of title or a winner-takes-all type scenario where both belts are on the line. And this is an opportunity that, you know, if we look back on WWE's history, 
most recently, like with the shield, right? We all wanted to see that triple threat with Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. Adamania specifically never happened. Um, these four women are certainly very much credited uh, with where this division has gone. They're all, you know, well, it's certainly three of the four, right? I, I, I don't know what Becky's uh, future holds, and I don't want to necessarily 100% speculate on that, but I presume she'll come back. Um, she looks like she's kicking ass from what little bit that I've seen and that Seth Rollins has put out there, but I assume she's going to come back, man. I think she's got some unfinished business. And look, man, if you if you have these four women that have led this division to the point that it's at now, I, I don't know how you don't, I mean, sell me the ticket now. Sell me, t- tell me it's going to be in 2022 and sell me the ticket right now. Cause I will absolutely buy it just for that match alone. Dude, you can't, I don't think you can beat that as far as a dream match for Charlotte, because like you said, like the shield, like when DX broke up, yeah. these are matches that have to happen. They're yeah. that important to the wrestling fans and the history in itself. Who is the best? This is what we all know. These girls are amazing. So yeah. put it out there. Let us, let us feel the storyline and the match and let's have it. So I love it, dude. Yeah, and I think I think Bailey is doing some of the best work of her career. Not to not to get off on a Bailey tangent, but I, I, man, right now, like right now, is the time I'm hoping that Becky Lynch shows back up. And it's I, I'm being 100 selfish about it. Like if she wants to go be a mom, then fucking go be a mom. I like that's the most <laughs> important thing in the world. But selfishly, I'm hoping she comes back because right now, in my opinion, Sasha Banks is at her peak. Bailey is at her peak. Charlotte is at her peak. So in a way, I'm almost glad it hasn't happened because you're getting these women all peaking at the same time. And it's incredible to watch. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm very hopeful that it's 2022. Matt, dude, you've killed it tonight. I got one more question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you the number one women's wrestler. If you had to pick of all time. And if it is Charlotte, I want to hear your number two man <laughs> that's covered so my bases cool. there yeah i hear you um man i, I god it's so difficult <laughs> and i feel like i'm gonna get obliterated either way but that's fine um is charlotte up there is she one or two yeah yeah no absolutely I, i'm trying to think she's either one a or one b <sighs> Dude, the answer is the answer is her and Sasha Banks. I was gonna say Trish. It's her and Sasha Banks, man. I can dig it, dude. It, it's her and Sasha Banks. Go go watch any match with Charlotte and Sasha Banks. They first off, they are dream opponents. They are in some alternate weird ass universe. They got meshed up together, and that is incredible chemistry for those two women. So I hope that carries on. And I hope we get them uh, you know, on down the road as well. Just more one-on-ones with Charlotte. And Sasha, because it's money every time. So, you know, I, I know a lot of people aren't on board with Sasha, uh, with a lot of the things that, that that she's done or just whatever personal, you know, takes or issues that they have with Sasha Banks. I, I don't know what it is, man. I think Sasha's incredible. Um, you know, I, I think Bailey is kind of on her heels a little bit. Um, I think Bianca and Rhea have the opportunity to overtake and, and, and really show out over the course of their careers. Uh, but for me, it's it's Charlotte, it's Sasha, and then there's a bit of a gap. Dude, Matt, you killed it tonight. I feel like we gave the fans 
Charlotte Flair up close and personal. We did our job as fans, as analysts. Dude, if they want more of the Matt Kelly, the blueprint, <laughs> feed us. Tell us where we can find you. Oh, man. Uh, so like I kind of mentioned at the top of the show, um, I'm I'm running the Pickazan Fantasy Football Podcast. Our boy Burner, uh, who is on here as well quite often, he is my brand new co-host. So that's super exciting for both of us, man. We just, once again, we recorded with Joey Wright, and that, that was such a great experience. So uh, much love for both of those dudes. But we drop a new episode right now every uh, every single Monday. And then during the season, we'll probably go. Uh, we'll probably drop like a Tuesday episode after after all of the games have wrapped up. And then we'll talk uh, DFS on Thursdays and Fridays. So big things coming up, man. Uh, always look forward to being here on the Wrestling Matt Podcast with the one and only Matty Daddy. It's been awesome, dude. Love being on this show. It's uh, you're just you're the coolest, man. So thanks for having me on again. We're cool as the other side of the pillow, baby. I love it. Wrestling Matt Podcast. Anywhere podcasts are found. Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, and Instagram. We're anywhere and everywhere. Thank you, as always. It has been a pleasure. My treasure. Pow, y'all.